Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I'm your host. We are back for another week. Uh, We are talking about movies, of course, with my three bros, my three esteemed movie colleagues. We are back to talk about a really fun topic tonight. Um, boys, before I get into the intros and, and everything like that, um, has anybody's uh, man crush worn off from our special guest, Andrew Harvey, last week? Because no, it hasn't. It's in the full, yeah, I, I'm like. Not even a little. Like, yeah. I just I just said his name and I went six to midnight. Just, yeah. just I am, you guys. I am just... fully engorged. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we're coming that's... off the back of a great episode. Okay, I hope that's... he doesn't listen. Hey, uh, that's, that's gross. <laughs> uh, no, but we are. That was an, an amazing episode last week. We and, and based off that, we have a new council member in, in Andrew Harvey. I don't think we've quite ironed out his uh, his role or title yet, but you know we've we've thrown some ideas around, and you'll definitely be hearing uh, him in the future, definitely in some future podcasts here and there. So, but let's focus on tonight, and uh, we have an awesome topic. It's AJ's week. He has a great idea as usual, uh, but of course, we have to go around the panel and introduce the players. And speaking of AJ. Let's bring him up. My boy, my big bro, the COO, the co-founder, the hot shot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. I'm excited for this topic this week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's been a long week being a hot shot banker, but you know, I can imagine. I can imagine. This 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 week is uh I'm look I've been looking forward to tonight a lot. Yeah. My unwinding time. So that a boy. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gonna be a good time going to be a good time. So, uh, of course, let's talk to that handsome, sexy, four-eyed, fuck, I don't know. I, I was going somewhere <laughs> with that, and I lost it. But he is my social media mogul. He is the 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 reason we, we are able to get this podcast out every week. You really do a great job, DP, by the way. Before Thank I, you. Before Thank I you. Do a great job with uh, getting the podcast going every week. He is the chief. Boy toy, Mr. Dan Sherry. What's up, man? How you doing tonight? How was your week? I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. All so, right. hey, I'm doing great. Uh, very, uh, very happy about last week's episode. I like listening back. Andrew was fantastic. So that was, yeah. uh, I'm very happy with our last episode. And I've got a feeling tonight's going to, Live up to last week because we got a great topic from AJ. So yeah, looking forward to this. Some tough shoes to fill, but we do have uh, the man who who usually does come up with some really tremendous ideas to really try and uh, uh, be as good as last week. Because we were a little concerned about that. We were like, "Can we do anything better than last week?" I think we can. We are esteemed movie colleagues, and we're four talented motherfuckers. And I think we're going to bring the goods like we do every week. All right. Speaking of the goods. Oh, all right. Speaking uh, of the yeah. goods. You boys ready? You Let's northern boys ready? 
We are going to swing it on down to Charlotte. We're going to talk to my boy, my man, my security director. I forget exactly. Uh, He's in charge of security. He's in charge of art. uh, And uh, most importantly, he is the handsome, sultry, sexy, smooth, talking Southern gentleman, Mr. Marky Bondurant. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate you saying all those nice things about Andrew too. You know, it's uh, like I said, that's one of my oldest or not one. That, that is my oldest best friend. So um, I feel proud whenever people say good things about my friends, you know, so I'm happy you guys like them. Yeah. He's a great guy. And he's got some great stories. I feel like we only just cracked the surface yeah. with uh, what we can do with him, but we have to get over it. All right. I'm a little starstruck, but we got to get over it. So we can, hey, get some you know, it was, it was good chemistry too. You know? It was, it was, it was amazing. All right. So before we get into tonight's topic, which is going to be a banger, I think it's going to be uh, really good. Uh, DP, we have some housekeeping, right? We had a feeling, we had a feeling we had something, right? Yes, sir. After what happened last week with one of our, of uh, favorite listeners attacking another one of our favorite listeners. So we, oh, that's right. we have a little problem brewing now, which I suspected was going to happen. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yes, sir. So, uh, so Rachel, hey, you know, remember, everyone remembers Bearded Thigh Tickler 69. <laughs> Best username ever. Yeah. How yeah, did you forget? Decided, decided to call out Rachel because he was upset that we referred to Rachel as our favorite listener. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Rachel did respond. Yeah, and she sent us a message this week, and I'll read it for you now. It's what like, did she? What what on Instagram? Or did she email us? What did she, uh, she sent us an Instagram message. Yeah. Yes, it's where she lives. Yeah, Instagram. oh yeah, she's yeah. a big fan. So, um, it reads, "My dearest movie counselors, mm. <laughs> would you so kindly relay the message to Mister Bearded Thigh Tickler sixty nine? Don't hate me because you hate me. Tim is <laughs> oh. right." <laughs> I won't take this laying down. I'll take a lot of things laying down, but not this. <laughs> I Late. challenge Cam to a duel. I'm not Hey-o. sure how this works in the post-COVID world we now live in, but I'm sure you fellas can figure something out. Hugs and kisses, your favorite listener, Rachel. Hey-o. So, yeah, it's kind of up to us. We're going to figure out a way for Cam and Rachel to have a duel. Well, if they do a thousand a, miles apart, so it was a death. Uh, I was going to say, you know, a duel historically is still social distancing. So that's true. It, actually. This is true. Yeah, but, but are not, we are we really talking ca- talking about them death shooting each other? Yeah, yeah that, 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 that right. seems murdering much. Yeah, right. I think I think ranged weapons are fine. Maybe not. Guns, I mean, but... I mean, th- this is an argument over movies. I think killing each other might <laughs> yes. be a little bit of an overreaction. Just just yeah. a, a little. Maybe you could assign each of them a movie and have them review it, and then whoever had the better review wins the duel. That's actually you know? a great idea. I like that. You're onto something right there. I think you know I think what? we can do that. I think so, we could so. swing that. So we'll, we'll talk off air, yeah. and we'll get in touch with Cam and Rachel, and maybe each have them uh, watch a movie and give us a review. Yeah, and then we'll 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 decide who is the better reviewer. I got a, I got and, a better idea. Let's bring them on the show. Yeah. That'll work. That. They could do their reviews on on air. Yeah, and then, with us and, see and then happens. give them a couple flintlock pistols and have them shoot at each other. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marky yeah. really wants them to shoot each other. Yeah, I, that's clear. That's very I'm not, clear. I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but I'm not. Yeah. You know. No, I'm opposed to it. Uh, I'm not, I don't want them. 
I want that on the record. I'm opposed to this idea. Okay, 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 fine. Marky, I think I think we're being outvoted. I don't I think, think so. If it's the scary like, part. If it's like some old school pirate blackbeard flintlock pistols, then like it's going to be a hard time even hitting each other. Yeah, there's like a 50 50 chance to hit each other. I don't, I don't, I don't other, even but... know what the fuck a flintlock pistol is. <laughs> You know, Blackbeard. Yeah. Move, moving on. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, we actually did have one more, right? DP, we got an email. Uh, well, right? yeah, we got an email yeah. uh, from Michaela. I don't actually think she wants us to read it on air. Oh, well, you know, it's just blah blah blah, yada yada yada. But what would and, make you oh, think? Oh, hey, oh, just just <laughs> guessing. I don't know. I just don't think she wants us to read it. Okay. So. All right. Uh, well, why why send it if you don't want it to read? Yeah, on the air? And, and and DP, the thing is, I think we might be setting uh, kind of a negative precedent. Bad here precedent. Because, yeah, because yeah. we have said in the past that if you send us an email, we will read it on the air. We okay. will so, read it. You know, yeah, even so though it. even though it's probably something she doesn't want us to read on the air, we should we should probably just do it because she did send us an email. Okay. Is, you know it, is it maybe That's a, a tinge point. off color? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, the subject line, oh, all DP, caps. DP, yeah. before you do, just so the listeners know, Michaela, you know, she's been uh, uh, briefly on the show at times. She mm -hmm. is a member of the council. Um, technically. She, technically, yeah. Um, she is uh, me and, uh, and AJ and DP's uh, niece, uh, AJ's goddaughter, and uh, Marky's sister-in-law. So, uh mm -hmm. She and she's one of my closest friends, so she's a very important person in our lives. Um, and she was supposed to take over the Instagram, or at least the social media. Yeah, that's Marky, she has not done. Yeah, guys, anything guys, about guys, that. please don't bring that up. It's a very sore subject, and she listens to every minute of every podcast. So, <laughs> I guarantee what you guys just said is going to be a problem. It's for me. A, it's uh, making it on the air. It's it's so. making it on the episode. All right. So. Well, you know, DP, right. read the email. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I'm not sure if she wants, but. So, like I said, uh, subject line, all caps, says, read me. <laughs> so, I, maybe I was mistaken. All right. Um, it says, dear movie council douchebags. Ooh, she's wow. hot this week. Wow. Oh, boy. hey yeah. yeah. This email I am writing is to inform you that I'm very unhappy with how I am being portrayed on air. Fair. While you didn't say my name, I knew for a fact you were talking about me. AJ, aka my godfather, aka my biggest hater, clearly can actually go suck a dick. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> this has been an ongoing thing with you guys, saying that since being hired onto the podcast team, that I haven't pulled my weight. I have made many attempts to do my job. And it was stolen out from under me. I have made numerous attempts to be involved in other ways and have been shot down. Clearly, the real issue here is that you guys are very sexist and would not allow a woman onto your show, even though I have great insight into movies. For the last time, either allow me to be a part of it, fire me, or shut the fuck up about it. Mm. With love, Mickey D. You're fired. So, I'll hot, just say this. I don't think we're sexist. I just think she was probably like PMSing <laughs> when she wrote this. Yeah, right, right. that's usually right. the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, the, what, what really bothers me the most about her claiming that we're sexist is while she was typing this email, 
She could have been in the kitchen cooking something, right? You know what I mean? Cleaning, or cleaning the house. <laughs> she had to put the vacuum down to fucking send this. Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with her? Seriously, if there's a, an inch of where she lives that's dirty right now that she spent emailing instead, that's right? a fucking problem in my book. Not because I'm sexist, but because I'm a misogynist. It's very, very different. <laughs> it's very different. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Michaela, uh, sweetheart, just, just. If you're listening, which yeah. I know you do listen every week, um, we do want you um, to be a part of it. Uh, you will be at some point, and we will tap you to ha- to help us out at some point. But in the meantime, just I'm down. Yeah, and, and yeah. just keep Stop a brew. being so hysterical. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't need hysteria right now. And keep a broom handy to clean um, <laughs> as necessary. Uh, sweep, sweep the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but, by the way, like I just picture her typing that and getting all hysterical, and then just like, you know, that scene from Airplane where it's shaking her. Yeah. Get a yeah. hold of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I can. There's I can just like a that. line of movie council people waiting to shake her. Yeah. Like Marky sitting in line, flipping his <laughs> knife. I was gonna say, Marky, do you have anything? Do you have anything for your sister-in-law? She's very hot this week. She's she's, um, she's hot under the collar. Well, I didn't know that they. Uh... Taught typing in home ec these days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <hey-o>! <laughs> it's like a joke from the 50s. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> a retro brilliant. joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, Michaela, sweetheart, we, we we will require your help at some point. It's just honestly, it just hasn't happened so far. That's all. She did make one good point in her email. She did have a PS. Ricky Gervais should play Wadsworth. So yeah, that yeah. part of the email made sense. Right. She does. She doesn't uh-huh. get. She doesn't get two votes. Okay. All right. All right. DP. Before we move into uh, the topic this week, want to just go ahead and drop social media, and then uh, AJ, you're up. Yes, sir. So yeah, if you want to uh, send us a hysterical email while you're PMSing, yeah. you yeah. can send yeah. it to moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram. We are at Movie Council Pod. And uh, same on Facebook, Movie Council Pod. You can find our uh, our page there. So we're still on technically on Twitter, but we don't use it. So. Yeah, oh, it's a cesspool. Don't, don't yeah. do it. Um, all right. So let's, uh, AJ, it's your topic this week. I love it. I love what we're going to do with it. I love the movies we're going to talk about. So uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about what it is this week? So, um, Albeit virtually, the Sundance Film Festival is quickly approaching for 2021, the end of January. I believe it's January 28th through February 3rd. Yep. 3rd. So oh, cool. I, th- I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of talk about some films that have premiered at the Sundance Film Festival over the last several years. Uh, we each picked one and we're going to discuss them and um, the Sundance Film Festival has been around, according according to my records, 1978 as in Utah as the Utah slash U.S. Film Festival, and um, then the 80s became just the U.S. Film and Video Festival. Then 84 Sundance Institute took over, and um, it became the Sundance Film Festival, where they um, they promote American made films, highlight and highlight the potential of like indie films and and indie shorts and um, Lots of really interesting, and by the way, Oscar-nominated and winning films have come out of Sundance yeah. over the over the years. A lot of really great films, and you know, maybe films you wouldn't have thought because 
when you did finally, when we finally saw them or ended up seeing them, they were these huge hits or it was Oscar season. And, you know, and you were like, oh, wait, that kid, that, that debuted way back at Sundance and, you know, and it became this huge hit. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about four films that got their, um, their shot at Sundance and became huge successes. And there are some Oscar uh, nominations and wins, a big win in there for one of the films, uh, maybe a couple wins, I think, for the one film. But I thought we would just jump in and start talking about these films. We picked four awesome films, by the way, and four films that I absolutely love. So um, I think we should just kick right into it. Marky, what do you got? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the history um, because yeah. I, if you know some, because I know the name of Sund- Sundance Film Festival. I know uh, it's a, a quite a big deal and a lot of awesome shit comes out of it. Um, but is it just for independent filmmakers? Is it Do like big studios show things there as well to just kind of show off or how does that work? I don't think it's a big studio thing though it's more to bring in you know like you know younger filmmakers that have you know i guess to that, give an audience yeah, maybe. yeah. i wish we yeah, had yeah, yeah. here to explain it to us yeah well i mean <laughs> yeah. he did mention it last week that like when uh with annapurna when they went to sundance and they saw sorry to bother you uh-huh. aj's pick they right. bought the movie immediately so so the move from what i've read the movies that go there to sundance are you know completely independent films by right. some some uh production companies that not that they're um uh like nobodies but they're not massive production companies but the point is to go there and film the movies and get picked up by bigger companies so yeah. sorry right. to bother Try, you trying to be yeah Annapurna picked up, to sorry seen. to bother you, and then they put it out through Sony Pictures. So and that was, yeah. it was um, uh, what we do in the shadows that he saw at Sundance, right? And he said yes. that no one, no one picked it up. Right, for eight months. It yeah. just sat around. Right. Yeah, which is oh, right. absurd to think about now in Ridiculous. retrospect. Ridiculous, yeah. Absolutely. Or even at the time, God damn, have some class. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and to be perfectly honest, I was on the Sundance site thinking about buying like a, a pass to watch some of these uh-huh. films because you can do it virtually through the Sundance app and other places. But I haven't heard of any of these films. And you know what? That's the point, right? Because sure. nobody has. They're premiering them yeah. at Sundance. Um, but it's just... It, it's uh i think it would be a good experience there's some pr- fairly uh, uh depending on how much you want to uh-huh. see um there's like a 25 dollar ticket to watch you know um a certain amount of films and then there's a, a full day ticket then there's like a the, they play the awards the award-winning ones there's a, a pass you can buy for the ones that won won awards at sundance mm-hmm. and uh it could be an interesting take especially virtually where you know i, I wouldn't go to utah to, to see well, and that's it i had um i meant to ask andrew this at the time when he was talking about it last week um because the festival what is it it goes on for like uh is it a full week or three days four days something five like that? days or something five like days that, yeah. four or five days um, yeah in any case they and they showcase a shit ton of movies is it like you have the ability documentaries is, too. is it do you have the ability to watch all of these or is it like kind of like a music festival where they got some showing over here, some showing over here and they well, have to like divide your time and pick which ones you're going to look at. And I imagine if that's the case, then some are up front have hype 
and a lot of people are like going to be at this one and maybe the smaller right they have um, right when they were holding when they were holding them live That's they had these live, like yeah. you know mid- midnight releases uh-huh. And yeah. those were like the ones that were a little right. more hyped up. And the first one, the first, the, the very first one they show for a midnight release is supposed to be the big one for the week. Uh, that's right, the very, right. that has top bill, top ticket. That's the one. And then after that, yeah, Marky, like you said, from what I've read again, it's like a music festival. There's different screens. You go around and you, you uh-huh. buy tickets to whatever you want. And to I, see. and I, and I believe a promising young woman was the midnight in 2020. Yeah. I think it, it's in the theaters now, dude. It's showing around here. I keep, I, I, I right. want to see it. So. With Carrie Mulligan. So that was an independent film, premiered at Sundance in, in the beginning part of 2020. And now it's got some Oscar buzz, for at least for Carrie Mulligan and maybe even the the director. The director and some writing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I thought we could just jump right in. We picked some awesome films tonight to talk yeah, about. It's going to be great. So who's itching to go? T.W.? Sure. I know. I, I know. know me, um, baby. I know, I know your pick is uh, it's a film. Uh, Marky, maybe you haven't seen it, but we've the three of us have seen. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and jump in, TW. Yeah. So the movie I picked premiered um, at the 2014 Sundance Film Festival um, on January 16th of 2014. Uh, it was, like I said, it was the festival's opening film that year, and it won the Audience Award and Grand Jury Prize for Drama. Sony Pictures acquired the worldwide distribution rights, releasing the film under Sony Pictures Classic and Stage 6 uh, film banners for North American and international releases. Uh, film opened in uh, limited release domestically in the United States and Canada in October, gradually expanding to 500 screens. This movie uh, is Oscar-nominated, five Oscar nominations, and this movie is called Whiplash. Um, it stars Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, uh, uh, Paul Reiser's in it too. He has a nice little role. I think he has a nice little underrated role in the movie as well. Um, basically, I'll just talk. I'll do a quick synopsis of the movie, and then we can talk about you know AJ. You can talk about how, how you feel about it, and we can. I, I got some fun facts that I uh, I looked up about the movie as well. Miles Teller plays the lead, and he uh, is at. Uh, he's a musician. He's a drummer. Uh, playing at this school called the Schaefer Conservatory. And um, he goes there like on a scholarship. It's like one of the the biggest uh, and most successful schools for coming up with musicians of all different types. His was specifically jazz. And um, he starts to play in the band at Schaefer Conservatory. And it's run by the band leader, which is uh, played by J.K. Simmons. Uh, we know J.K. Simmons from the Spider-Man movies. Uh, he plays Jonah Jameson. Uh, he plays Terrence Fletcher in this movie, the band leader. And he is an absolute psychopath. Uh, J.K. Simmons' role in this movie is legitimately a sociopathic, psychotic band leader who just tortures all of the people in the band in this kind of self-righteous, uh, trying to make you better, tough love kind of thing. And basically they go through it, you know, it's a couple like a normal two hour movie. Miles Teller goes through hell dealing with uh, dealing with J.K. Simmons. And um, basically a lot. I I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to, you know, give away any spoilers for anybody. But it comes to like a pretty amazing conclusion at the end. Uh, The story wraps up really, really nicely. And it's really an incredible movie. Now, what I um, love so much about this movie it was like I said, it was nominated for five Academy Awards. It won three. So it was, it won sound editing, 
um, like sound mixing or something like that also. But then J.K. Simmons won Best Supporting Actor. Now, we talk about running away with awards. That year, J.K. Simmons throughout the award season, you guys ready for this shit? For Best Supporting Actor for this movie, he won 47 awards. J.K. Simmons did. J.K. Simmons did. He won four. He is unfucking believable in this movie. Forty-seven awards, including the Golden Globe and the Oscar. He massacred everybody around him. That's how incredible he was in the movie. So, how many films was he in that year? I'm not sure, but like, I mean, look, I mean, the guy has range. Forty-seven. I mean, no, no, he won forty-seven specifically that year, just, just for Whiplash. 47 oh, he won awards. 47. What? Just for Whiplash. Jesus Christ. I, I thought he meant like over across the year, like in all the different films no. he was in. For Whiplash. I mean, he won all the major awards, yeah. but then he won, you know, every, I, I dude, I've been doing Boston a lot of film yeah. critics and exactly. Chicago and the SAG. Okay. And, yeah, I've been, I've been wow. looking, I've been doing a ton of research on these because I've been like keeping an eye on all the awards, like in real time this year. Every major metropolitan city in this country has some type of film critics association sure. and they do awards every year. And uh, won, yeah, he won he, them fucking all. And he was the odds on favorite going into Oscar night, like to win that award. Yeah. Cause he had already yeah. won 46 fucking awards for it. I, I mean, he just right. destroyed everybody. And it, it, if you want to talk about dominance in a category for best supporting actor, I'm not sure I've ever seen better performance that was more uh that merited that many fucking awards uh for best supporting actor because he was incredible tp there was one Heath ledger as the joke okay okay yeah so they, they, they probably one. have a similar amount yeah. um but it, it was really really an incredible movie um there's some 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 cool things about it too uh pertaining to sundance so damien chazelle who's a director who went on to direct uh la la land which he won best director for at the, at the Oscars. He was still relatively new on the scene at the time. He actually in, so that came out, it debuted in 2014 in 2012, he could not get the funding to make whiplash into a full length movie. So he actually made a short for it with JK Simmons and actually played it at the 2012 Sundance film festival and people went crazy over it. That's where he got the money to fund the full-length movie, which he also got J.K. Simmons for, and then got Miles Teller. He had somebody else, uh, Johnny Simmons, in the in the in the short, but he got Miles Teller um, for the second one for a couple reasons because he um, was a, a bigger name and because Miles Teller has been a drummer since he was about fifteen years old, and the the main character plays a drummer. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So this movie went to, to Sundance twice, once as a short and then once as a full length film and both won tons of awards. Uh, like I said, it, it, it was the opening movie at Sundance that year and it won the biggest awards because it was by far the best fucking movie. Very cool. Yeah, I had no idea Miles Teller was a drummer before the movie. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now looking back, it totally makes sense because so, he looked so natural yeah. behind the drum kit. So he had been drumming since he was 15 years old, but leading up to the movie for weeks, he was practicing four to five hours a day to get himself ready. So all those drum scenes were him. Like, there were no no stand-ins for him. He did all that shit, pouring sweat all over the goddamn place. Those are real. And from what also some of the things I've read. Damien Chazelle pushed him so hard in those scenes. Those scenes where he was dripping sweat 
everything was 100% authentic about that. And the bleeding from the finger, like the finger cuts and stuff. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if that part might have been. I'm not sure I, had, I didn't bl- read if that bl- was. But it would make sense. But if can, it was. Ima- can imagine the blisters, right? From right. like drumming that much. But like the, he wasn't sitting there, like people weren't coming over and like assistants weren't coming over and like spraying water all over him to make him look like he was sweating. They were killing them every day to break them down. All the musicians that they that they had on the set, they were working them hours a day because they were trying to break them down to have an accurate representation of what Fletcher was doing to them. It was really just a cr- Damien Chazelle is fucking awesome. I mean, I haven't seen La La Land. It's not. Ah, sorry, guys. I, this isn't like I'm not trying to be macho here, but it's just it's just not something I'm all that interested. In. I'm not into no, it's, musicals. Yeah. It's just it's just not my thing. I'm sure, it's a wonderful movie, uh, but he, he's right. really he's really yeah. I mean, he's really a a very very talented director. He's only 35 years old. I think he's got a, a really big future ahead of him. So, uh, so Whiplash. Um, AJ, what do you think about Whiplash? I um, love Whiplash, and obviously, and specifically J.K. Simmons. But I did love Miles Teller, and I thought the chemistry between Simmons and Teller was was dynamite. They carried the film together. Um, I just I, I think uh, J.K. Simmons was tailor made to play that character too. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just he's just got a sneer and a and a way about him that can can come off really mean. And I yeah, just there loved was, it. There was actually DP, you'll like this because there I actually heard a little bit of Jonah Jameson in him because Jonah Jameson is such an asshole in Spider-Man. Right. Oh, big there's, time. there's a little of that in the movie, definitely. Big time. I, I mean, even like you know, he plays that character well. Like in Palm Springs, he's Roy, he's that oh, <laughs> man. psychopath, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he just does it so well. And you know what? J.K. Simmons, he's he's a treasure man. He is a yeah. he's a kick-ass actor. Um He's in this show, uh, I think it was on Stars called Counterpart. And the show's yeah. all right. The I show's like that okay. show. The show's decent, but he is amazing in it. Yeah, I enjoyed that show. Yeah, he's amazing in it. He's just, he is top of his game. He is just an incredibly talented actor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's, I mean, since, the, since that award, he's really honestly started to be seen as that yeah. top-notch A-list you know, super talented actor, leading I, man, yeah, leading man, yeah, total leading man, and I just he won supporting for that though, but he carried that film. Uh, absolutely, I thought Teller was good, and I thought some of the other roles in the movie were good. Like I said, I thought Paul Reiser had a nice little role as Miles Teller's dad. Yep. I thought he did a nice job, and yep. in, in a very few few scenes, he was just kind of like that kind of concerned dad that wasn't sure that this was the right path for him, but he was supportive. And I thought Paul Reiser did a nice job. I think he's underrated at times. I, I, I really do. And I'll say one more thing about whiplash is I never knew I a movie about drumming so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, and just the cutthroat world of it. And, you know, um, you know, the competition and the, you know, and the, and, and all that and how fierce it was. Yeah. Um, DP, DP, were you as terrified of J.K. Simmons in this movie as I was about 30 seconds after the first time I saw him come on screen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he had <laughs> like, it was, there was just this air about him. You know, like when he walked into that rehearsal room and, you know, all the musicians sitting in there and you know, like he just carried himself in such a way that was so commanding and 
yeah, fucking scary. It was, it was terrifying. Yeah. Remember, remember that first the first scene that he works with Miles Teller and he keeps doing that. He keeps cutting. Yeah, it's not quite my tempo. And he's like, no, nope, no big deal. No big deal. Not quite my tempo. He's just oh, not quite. He does it like five, six times. Not quite my tempo. And then he yeah. fucking just grabs that. What does he grab? Like a drum and just like hurls it at his head. Yeah, throws it at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And then just yeah. goes insane after that. Um, and he after that is just zero to 60. He's a fucking Looney Tune. Yeah. And uh, I will say it has one of again, I don't want to do too many spoilers because Marky hasn't seen it. It has one of the better, like coolest, badass endings to a movie you'll ever see in your life. And that badass ending wraps everything up so nicely and it makes everything kind of make a lot of sense. It's a beautifully crafted movie from start to finish. Yeah. It's a little bit of a slow burn at times. But it it all makes up for it, especially in the latter half of, of right. the movie. Yeah, I, I can say this: this won't this won't really spoil anything. But as big of an asshole as J.K. Simmons is, it turns out that it kind of works. Right? Know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. It, it, it's not just Miles. That like the musicians he works with, like they all turn out to be great musicians. So, mm-hmm. like his method is fucked up, but it does seem to work. Yeah, there is a, there is a fine line in these ultra competitive things we've seen in real life with like with other sports and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, not just music. But um, there's a fine line between like really pushing your athlete and then crossing that line. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you could get Tiger Woods or Todd Marinovich. Right. <laughs> and there'll be a couple people that get that reference and love it. So, <laughs> so uh, guys, I, I, I will say also, I, I, I missed a very, very big detail when I was talking about the awards it was nominated for. It was nominated for Best Picture also that year. Sorry about that. So it, it won Best Supporting, Best Sound Mixing, Best Sound Editing. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons won. And then, yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture. And can uh, I say, like, granted, J.K. Simmons stole the show, but Miles Teller was fucking awesome. In this he's movie. good. Yeah, he didn't I, get a I lot think of love. He was better than good. I think he was awesome. In this I movie. like Miles Teller. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, he, he, um, yeah, he. I thought he was really good. He, he didn't get a lot of love for it because I, I think it's tough to get a lot of love when you're the lead and you're being outshined by the best supporting. Yeah, and and let's, and that's not really anything against miles teller it has everything to do with jk simmons talent and the range that terrence fletcher had as a character was so ridiculous so yeah and the and the part that was written for jk was just he's he's meant to be that guy you know yeah he's the one who's supposed to take the lead and scare the shit out of you for the majority of the movie so right um one what quick one quick thing about it uh it was it was like i said it was nominated for best picture and it was one of, um, you know, inflation is a thing, but it was one of the lowest grossing movies ever to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. It, uh, wow. it, it grossed $49 million in the box office, but the budget was only $3 million. So it made plenty of money. It just wasn't, it wasn't one of these. And I actually think that's a, a really impressive thing about the movie. It wasn't a movie that was shoved in your face. 57 commercials every fucking day you know go see it get out there and see it but it was a movie that really got this amazing reputation as being this incredible movie that you need to go see without having like a lot of uh 
commercial production for it. So I think it like word of mouth was huge on Whiplash around the country. And then if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's literally for the critics, 94% and the audience, 94%. Everybody fucking loved it. Um, so it's, 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 it's really great. I love that movie. Um, I watched um, the majority of it again today. And it, it is, I mean, if you guys go to watch it again, I can guarantee you it is the same level of emotional roller coaster as it was the first time around it. It really, it, it's exhausting, but like it's exhilarating at the same time. Yeah. And I, I, I love me some JK Simmons so, so much. Good. So good. So he has, is really turned into a leading man. He really has. So that was a Sundance movie. It did great. It was nominated for a lot of Academy Awards. I love that movie so much, but uh I'm good with that. If anybody else wants to say anything, feel free. If not, we can go to the next flick. I'll just say this real quick with uh, Whiplash. It's one of those movies that, like, you know, I had heard about and kind of wanted to see and, uh, you know, came across it on cable and put it on and then could not stop watching it. It's one of those, like, once you get in, it gets that fucking hooks into you and you're sucked in. It's like, yeah, like you, it's yeah. one of those. You feel like it's one of those movies that makes you feel like you're like you felt like you were Miles Teller in that. Yes. It just yeah. engrosses you and, yeah. and stresses you the fuck out from mm-hmm. Jump Street. It's just like he's so overbearing and so psychotic. It's just yeah, I I, I that's JK said that's one of my favorite performances. If I was ever to break down like my top like a hundred performances in any movie, JK Simmons is easily, easily in the top half of that. Uh, oh, and can I ask, would you highly recommend that to our favorite listener, Rachel? Whiplash? I will. Yes, specifically. Yeah, but she's your trainer. So if you give her some r- bad ideas, maybe yeah. we don't want her to see this film. Yeah. If I get. Yeah. So, yeah, my my abdomens are going <laughs> to start for, throwing um, shit at yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so no, um, no, that's a movie I'll recommend to anybody. And once Marky sees it, I feel like it will go into the movie council vault. I feel that way. Which is uh, something we will talk about at some point. Uh, the vault. So one of our one of our newest ideas. So, anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm good. I, I I love that movie. I hope anybody. Yeah, I hope anybody who um, who listens to the 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 podcast go and watch that movie. Don't fucking wait. Pause the podcast Great. if you have to. I don't care. So I agree. Highly recommended by me that's, too. That's me included. I love J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller. I really liked him in that movie War Dogs. Was that it with? Yeah. Um, Jonah Hill. Um, Hill. Yep. Um, But yeah, J.K. Simmons, man, as you guys were talking about it, um, before you even mentioned it, I was thinking to myself, like, he really is just turning into, like, a gem of an American actor. He's a a treasure. Such a pro. Exactly. Such a pro. What, as you guys were talking about him, like, you know, Whiplash, um, Roy from Palm Springs, obviously, you know, Jonah Jameson from Peter Parker, um or sorry spider-man um thank you for smoking i think that may have been the first time that oh, i, really I remember love that him. movie oh that's that's um, top that's top 10 movie for me by the way but thank i started to think you know like uh jk simmons he's got some real big dick energy i think yeah. that might be like <laughs> a lot of his draw because tons he, of confidence he, yeah exactly he he uh commands a lot of attention and just maybe it's that deep voice but he's also just like intimidating as fuck um, when he wants to be so yeah anyways he's fantastic actor and i feel a little bit ashamed that i haven't seen that movie yet yeah just do it don't be ashamed just do it i know mm-hmm. you work a lot you have a baby i get it 
that was Whiplash. Move on to our next film, which is the film I picked, um, called Memento, directed by Christopher Nolan from oh. a short story from a short story by Jonathan Nolan. I love the movie. Um, came to Sundance in two thousand one. It won the Waldo Salt Screenwriting Award. Um, that's all it won at Sundance that year, but it was nominated for three. Sorry, two Oscars. One for writing screenplay written directly for the screen so original screenplay and film editing and if anyone's seen mento you'll understand why it was nominated for film editing so for uh, memento stars guy pierce joe pentoliano who is everybody loves and carrie ann moss yes marky uh, before we get too far along this might be a dumb question but uh jonathan nolan and christopher nolan are related yes the brothers, brothers right? I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. No worries. Um, so, stars Guy Pierce. This is after his um, great performance in L.A. Confidential. A few years after. Um, obviously, Joe Pintoliano is great, mm-hmm. and he's great in this movie. I watched it again today. He's awesome. That's the guy that plays Cipher in The Matrix, right? Yes. Yes. And Carrie Ann Moss also. The Matrix. And she is also quite excellent in this film. It's a small cast, and the story, the narrative structure of the story is so interesting. It's about this guy, played by Guy Pierce, who has uh, suffered a tragedy that we know of. His wife was killed, and he he suffered a brain a brain injury during this attack. And now has he sh- this no short-term memory. So he knows who he is, as he says to people, I have this condition. You know, <laughs> I know he says that to, says that to everybody a lot of times. He can't form new memories, but he knows who he is and he knows, you know, up to a certain point in his life, he says. But the film begins by showing us the very last thing chronologically that happens, and then it works its way backwards. And the film works on so many levels because of the structure. Because as they're going backwards and things are being revealed, it seems at the end of it, I'm thinking this seemed like very organic because he he is constantly forgetting forgetting everything. So reveal going backwards was kind of brilliant way. It just kind of um, it showed you like he came from, you know is the end of it (laughs) in a way slash beginning Um, and then they do a lot of black and white flashbacks which work from the past and work their way forward as interludes to the scenes that are going backwards so it can get a little confusing I guess to follow the bouncing ball but it is a tremendously acted it is a really well written film and it's one of my favorite styles in that that kind of modern noir that I'm very fond of. And it's the tour de force by Guy Pierce. It's just he does such a great job in the role. And, and there's just so many little things about that film that every time I see it, I uh, I notice I notice another. I first saw this film right when it released on DVD. I was working at Blockbuster Video. 
when we got it, my friend and I at the time, we got he got the VHS screener of it that constantly had the like warning warning yeah. scrolling across the bottom of the telling screen. you what you were doing was illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we watched the screener and I was immediately smitten with this film. And it launched Nolan's career in a major way. I think this yeah. film, it was 93% on Rotten Tomato. It was it was lauded by critics. That's low. And 93 is low for that movie. I'm sorry. It should be like 99. I mean, come on. It's still lauded by the critics that count. They they they, they really love this film. Fair. And and I've never wavered from loving it. And I know plenty of people I've talked to over time that they don't like the the fact that it was sort of like it was based on this. The film was based on trick. Isn't really though. He uses it was, it was the based on what this trick of going like backwards chronologically, but Mm. it's not that he uses that narrative structure to disorient you because the character himself is, it can't remember anything. You're in his shoes. You're going going for the ride with him. Right. In in a way. And then, like I said, those black and white flashbacks are working their way forward to help you understand how he got to that point Mm -hmm. in the first place. And they kind of meet in the middle or the beginning is as it were. Um, and it's just absolutely brilliant, I believe. Yeah. In that um, climax scene, it actually goes from color to black and white to kind of show you. Yes. How yes, they meet. yes. It's a fucking awesome, awesome shot. Yeah. Thank you for for bringing that up. There's also these great scenes because I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't uh, some of our, you know, listeners. Um, but there's like there's a story he keeps telling about this guy. Sammy Jenkins. Remember, Sammy Jenkins has got a tattooed on his hand, and he used to be an insurance uh, adjuster or, or investigator or whatever. And there's a story about this guy that supposedly had the similar thing, and the story really does oh, yeah. come full does come full circle. And they show the shot with the cat with the actor playing the Sammy Jenkins guy in the black and white scene in a uh, uh, you know mental hospital. And they flash the scene, they show him, and then somebody walks by him in the scene and then flashes Guy Pierce's face. Like he was, you know, in, in some yeah. way. So it's almost like he's, you don't know exactly why at the time where you figure, you're figuring it out at the time. You kind of, they're leading you down this road. Um, but it's just, it's so tremendously thought out by Christopher Nolan. And um, it doesn't get, it's one of my bunker movies, so yeah. for, our, for our loyal listeners, if they listen to that episode, you'll know I absolutely adore this film, mm-hmm. and I can watch it all the time. I find new things about it that I enjoy, like DP's mentioning that black and white color shift. I just, I, I think there's just some brilliant touches in that film that you know may go unnoticed on an initial viewing, so uh, please watch it. Who else wants to jump in on Memento? I'll say one thing real quick. My my, my favorite scene is again so like because he can't make new memories like if you've seen 51st states you know i can't remember anything and the, there's a scene of him running and all of a sudden he kind of like starts to regain like oh okay where am i and he looks and sees some other guy running and he's like oh i must be chasing this guy and he runs over and the guy turns and starts shooting at him. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, no, he's chasing me. He's chasing, chasing me. <laughs> and there's another scene when he's like, he. there's another scene where he like comes to and he's sitting in a bathroom and he's got a bottle of liquor in his hand. He's like, I don't feel true. 
I don't just holding this. Yeah, I'm holding this bottle, but I don't feel drunk. And and just those scenes sort of happen here and there because there's another great scene where Carrie Moss's character Natalie is messed to try to for a reason. This these reasons that I won't say, but she starts. He's writing everything hides all these pens before she starts fucking with him and then walks out of the house and he can't get to find a pen to write down what she was saying and she waits outside for a little while comes back and he completely forgot that's about right yeah. yeah and it's been a long time since i've watched this movie um but the scene that uh dan was just talking about is one that's has uh stayed with me for years you know it's yeah. it's been years since i've oh, watched i'm that. chasing this guy oh yeah. no he's chasing me yeah it, it's yeah. such Fucking a brilliant it's it so is good. it really is and there's so much about that movie that is really unique you know i don't know uh you guys you you're a little bit older than me you might have a little bit more film knowledge and the fact that like christopher jonathan nolan they may have been taking some uh lessons from some other films but the the whole script the idea to me felt super original and there's i feel like there's been a lot that have imitated it after the fact but this one at its time was uh like it felt like a first and like aj was saying it really threw christopher nolan to the front of the line as as far as being like a badass filmmaker yeah innovative you know just doing trying mm-hmm. to do things experimenting trying to push the envelope i think yeah. and he's and he's still doing that yeah every time this, he puts out a film he's, sure. he's pushing the envelope yeah there's this cool thing with memento where like andrew was saying oh, there's black and white scenes and color scenes so if you take all the color scenes and like you number them one through whatever it is 20 something and then you take all the uh black and white scenes and you know give them a through whatever t like the last color scene matches up with the first black and white scene and the second to last color scene matches up with the second black and white scene it's like the whole thing just meshes together so fucking beautifully throughout the whole movie and like you know going back and forth and just meshes perfectly it's like it's so well done it it's actually one of those things that it, it makes me wonder if like when it was written did he just write it from beginning to end and then chop, and it, then up. chop it up or did he write it thinking we're going to start at the end because like it's such a well-told story. It almost seems like he would have just written it beginning to end and then chopped yeah. it up. But and I, I've heard, I've heard. Know, I, I, talking. I like to think that he, that he, that he, um, that the vision was what, what it, what it could be. I think it, that I don't know yeah. for sure. It's hard yeah. to say. He may have had that vision all along, but then wrote it from uh, beginning to end right. with the intention of chopping it up. I just think heard, it work. I think it works better in reverse because of the disorienting 100%. nature. And, Somebody, um, I remember hearing about this like on Reddit or something a while ago that somebody had rearranged the movie with those scenes and, and the order that Danny was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, Timmy, did you see that? Were you talking that, about that? That was me, actually. We yeah. talked about this on uh, on the Bunker episode. Uh-huh. Um, I, I had actually, so this came out in 2000. I was 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. Um, and I used to go to the Kendall Square movie theater in Cambridge because it was, it was, um, you know, it's it's an independent movies, and I was like a super cunty movie guy. Like, that's, yeah, that's, I only see indies, you know. That's I don't where watch I saw the that's fucking, where, no, I, I do the same club. thing. 
I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't watch big budget shit. I have to drive to K, you know, fucking Kendall Square. But I, I saw some amazing movies move. there. Yeah, you know, I, I used to do it all the time. I saw uh, You Can Count on Me there. I saw um, Requiem for a Dream there. Croupier there. So I saw I saw Fight Club there. Yeah, so it always did these kind of under the radar movies, but with great reviews. So I went there and I saw Memento in real time. And, you know, I was a subscriber to their email list and they had sent out this thing saying, hey, we're going to do we're going to do a screening this night of Memento, but in real time. And I, I you just signed up. It wasn't like I won a lottery or something. I just fucking I was like, I'll do it. And they're like, all right. And, you know, I paid for a ticket and I went and we watched the movie in real time now. The thing is, had I never, had I not seen it in reverse, maybe I would have thought differently of it. I don't know. But when I watched it in real time, I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. You know, it's, well, it's, well it's, because then it's, it was just a straightforward it, movie, right? Right. It's the structure that it has to be exactly. so effective. Right. Exactly. But that, that's the point. That's the point we're making is like that, that is what actually makes the movie is the structure because I watched it in real time and it was just like, yeah, it was all right. It was it, for, for me, it felt more like, when I watched it in real time, it felt more like a, like a TV show, like, you know, something you just kind of, you know, flush after you see it, you know, like it was all right. Right. And so, with some classic, like, noir elements to it. Right. Right. It was not, still, it was not, still but, okay. It was entertaining, but. Not, but but yeah. nothing special. Right. The movie, right. the movie as, as released was special. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that special is an understatement. Yeah. TV and w- you got will, anything else on Memento? Yeah, I will, I will actually say, because you guys love to bust my balls about my top 100 list. Memento, I just looked it up. Memento is literally number 24 in my top yeah. 100. That's how much I love that fucking movie. Well, it's, like it's, and it's, it's the highest number. It's incredibly original. It is the, the way, highest number. Just the way it's told. I mean, like you, what we just literally said, TW, you know, it's the movie itself laid out in a straight line isn't anything memorable. It's the way that it was done know. makes it incredibly the, that's original. What the movie, yeah, right. That's what the movie is. Like that. Yeah. That's why it is the brilliant piece of filmmaking that it is, and it actually really put Christopher Nolan on the map. Yeah, clearly. Um, you know, he he toiled around. I actually feel like Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan Nolan wrote. I feel like Jonathan Nolan wrote the Batman movies too. Yeah, he's Chris been a writing together. credit on a lot of Christopher Nolan's uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's the writer, and then Christopher's kind of the brains and the the director. But um, yeah, it, it's it's really a fucking unbelievable movie. Again, it's one of those. If you're listening to the podcast again, we want you to listen through, but go stop and and watch this movie if you haven't seen it because it's really it's really yeah, unreal. I've only seen that one. Uh, two hundred four. Uh huh. One hundred forty minutes. One hundred fourteen minute runtime. So just under two hours. Yeah, just under two hours. So you know, pretty uh, yeah. de- pretty good, pretty good Saturday afternoon. Anybody wants yeah. to watch that tomorrow? And yeah. I think Actually, I've seen these, that movie. Don't... Okay, so. I think I've seen that movie uh, three times, and I feel like it's nowhere near enough. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing. That's why I need that's to watch why it up... another five times just to kind of yeah. like get a stronger grasp on it. That's why it ended up on my bunker list partially. I think it's it requires multiple viewings. Uh huh. It's one of those like, like movie, like film class, like you know those that sort because of, it's just so intricate. Yeah, the way yeah, it was put together. Yeah, 
And can I just say real quick, there there really is just something about Guy Pierce. Yes. That is just like weirdly captivating. And always, like, always. Like, even even if the movie sucks, like he's yeah. good. Like yeah, Guy he's, Pierce, he's just, there's something about him that is, yeah. I really fucking like Guy Pierce. It's you an know, electricity. He, he, I think he knows <laughs> the vibe. He, yeah, and he doesn't do a lot of bad stuff, but you know, he's he's love him. He's really, really. Speaking of Guy Enjoy. Pierce, I feel like I've told you guys about this before. Um, I've been telling a lot of people, or no one that anyone that uh, hasn't seen it. The movie's called The Rover. Guy Pierce is the lead in it. It's an Australian uh, apocalyptic mm-hmm. movie. Robert Pattinson's also in it. And mm-hmm. the basis of the story is literally that. Uh, well, actually, I can't really tell you the basis of the story without giving too much away. But Guy Pierce just goes on a warpath trying to get his car back. But there's something <laughs> in the car is the reason why he's doing this. Um, but again, just another one where Guy Pierce is just, you know, it's outstanding, knocks out of the park, fucking yeah. scary. He, he can yeah. do so much shit. I've seen him in like action movies where he's jacked and he's huge. There was some like futuristic movie where he was just like a like huge muscular dude, and then he's also been like kind of smaller and uh, wimpy, like in the movie the, the Animal Kingdom, where he plays a detective. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very wide range for that guy. Yeah, I mean that that's the role he L.A. Confidential. He has that nerdy detective, but has kind yeah. of a little badass side. Uh, At the end, yeah, no, his, his range cool, is insane. Yeah. He, he's one of the more talented guys out there. I think and, uh, underrated. Yeah, I don't exactly. I don't think he's ever really has ever really he's never found that role that kind of pushed him into that best actor, like best, you know, leading man. Like we're talking about J.K. Simmons, what that did for him from Whiplash. I don't feel like Guy Pierce has ever really found that role. He's been brilliant so he's, many and, times, but and he's taken. Ever, he, he's, thought, he's had uh, leading roles over the years. You know, yeah. remember the Time Machine. Um, Based on the famous T.W. loves that movie. <laughs> Not a good movie, but he Dude, was a lead I, in that. I don't know why. No, I do know why. We can get into it another time. But yeah, there's. So, I don't know why AJ always remembers that. But it's not a good movie, but I fucking love it. The it's message not a good in that movie. No, the message in that book. movie is brilliant. It it's really a great is. book, and Guy Pierce is a lead in it by, by a brilliant author. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, I thought after L.A. Confidential, he was gonna like blow up and be, you know, he was going to be Brad Pitt instead of Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's just been kind of, yeah. These just been Guy Pierce. Smaller things that <laughs> he's been awesome yeah. in. Like yeah. he was great in Iron Man 3 as the bad guy. Yeah. He actually went like the beginning of the movie, played like the super nerdy version yeah. of the bad guy. And by he's the got end, that range, all, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. He does have range. Ass. Yeah. So... All right. Well, that's Memento, and and these are two so far two awesome films that went through Sundance, and you know ended up with Oscar nominations. One with win. I TP. I want to do you last, just based on the film you picked. I want to have a lot of fun with that last one. So I want to talk to Marky about In Bruges. Yes. um, That also made its way to Sundance. Want to talk to us about that, Marky? You know, I would love to talk to you about this, AJ. <laughs> now thank you, you for it. asking. Um, so just jumping right into it, the movie that I picked, because I'm a huge fan of this movie, love it. 
everybody needs to see it if you haven't. It's called In Bruges, and it's written and directed by a man named Martin McDonough. Uh, if I mispronounce his last name, it's because I'm not from where he comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie stars Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and Rafe Fiennes. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Roundabout, something close to that. Um, I can't remember how I first came into this movie it's you know what it was probably andrew that told me uh check it out the movies came the movie's from 2008 it it would have been something closer to uh you know much later when i watched it 2015 16 something like that but it was probably andrew that told me to uh check it out or watch it maybe watch it when he was visiting or something i instantly fell in love with this movie the guy that the writer director martin mcdonough is something special um he's so good that he only releases a new movie like every seven years because it takes him so fucking long to come up with uh (laughs) another idea and hammer it out isn't he like originally a playwright yeah that's what i heard yeah and i think that was andrew also that told me about that like he's like classically trained in like a like shakespearean style playwriting which makes sense with a lot of the, the movies. So he's also known for, um, if I'm not mistaken, In Bruges might be his first one. There's maybe some others that we don't know about. But um, after that, he's known for the movie called Seven Psychopaths and then Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Love that right? movie. Isn't, the, isn't that the love full name for Three it? Billboards. Three Billboards, yeah. yeah. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is one of my favorite films come out in the past yeah. few years Extre- extremely it. well extremely well written that so film. if yeah. anyone's seen as, as as in bruges exactly was. if anyone's seen either of those other movies then it's uh in bruges is in the same lane it's just a super well thought out storyline with incredible actors incredible script beautiful setting beautifully shot it's you know the whole gamut there's we talk about movies that have no fat and i feel like that's what this guy turns out like it's everything has its place i I agree with that especially within bruges yeah it's a tight it's a tight story and it's pretty long it's not short but like every every scene every every, because every even a scene that feels like it uh might not have something to contribute to the overall plot it still gives you a deep dive or not deep dive, but it gives you a, a deeper look into the character itself. So there's especially those two main guys, especially exactly. Colin they, Farrell they, and Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. They're having like a completely different time in, in Bruges. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're, it's <laughs> yeah. like this, it's like this yeah. major juxtaposition, right? They're having like the two totally different times. Mm-hmm. And you guys know how much I enjoy uh, violent films. So yeah. this this movie has uh, super violent. Yeah, it has uh, some violent scenes, but it's it's tastefully done. It's not you know over the top. Uh, it's appropriate because the plot of the movie is that Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are hitmen in Europe, and they work for. Rafe finds and Colin Farrell has fucked up a job and him and Brendan Gleeson are laying low by hiding out in Bruges. 
Brendan Gleeson is like a, you know, kind of like the older dad type that's like, oh, isn't this lovely? This place is great. It's like an old fairy tale. And Colin <laughs> Farrell is this younger guy that's like just miserable. Out, yeah, wants to go out and party and chase chicks. He's like, this place fucking sucks. Yeah, but, miserable. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I like how we've been talking tonight, how we're not giving away spoilers because if anyone hasn't seen this, you just got to watch it. It's it's great. Yeah. With and it, Bruges is near Brussels, and we have lots of listeners in Brussels. Oh, so that's right. Is, yeah, you know, yeah, is, that's right. It's a bel yeah, it's a Belgian based Belgian based movie. Yeah, it's may, may, maybe it. this is the old and maybe this is the old man in me, but I'd be more like Brendan Gleeson. Like I would love <laughs> to go to Bruges and 100%. just fucking chill. Right? It's uh, so beautiful. It's a beautiful my, place. My I would parents just, are to uh, go and chill. My parents are retired and they made a trip to belgium and Bruges. it's one of it's one of those places right where it's like all the architecture it looks like it could be it looks like it could be any century anytime when you see yeah. the scenery it's a know? fucking fairy tale then isn't it <laughs> that, that, that's, but that's what ray finds like he's yeah. like he really thinks he's sending colin farrell on a vacation to like, yeah to like heaven before he yeah. does it. like it's, yeah it's, it's, yeah without spoiling <laughs> yeah. too much yeah, yeah i know oh, okay. he's not on good terms like, with them but yeah, no. My parents, uh, a, like a year or so ago, they were uh, they went on vacation to Bruges, and I asked them about that. I was like, "You ever seen the movie in Bruges?" And they're like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, you gotta watch it before you go." And it's funny because my <laughs> parents are like quite uh, conservative Christian. You know, this movie is uh, yeah. I heard that rumor. <laughs> it's quite. <laughs> this movie is uh, you know it's violent profanity you know just kind right. of wild and nuts and they're like yeah i guess we liked it it was pretty good i mean i, I, would, ca- I would call it a dark comedy it's like in my eyes, the yeah, way yeah. the way i the way i've i see it through my eyes and yeah. um it, i think by the way colin farrell criminally underrated like oh, he's just standing in that movie he's so awesome brendan gleason so too. awesome you know i, I love heard, i love him i heard that brendan gleason never meant to be an actor and he stumbled on stage somewhere at some point, sometime, and then just never left. That makes sense because that guy is so fucking good. Like I like I like him too, but Colin Farrell, he's like sort of come into his own the last ten years. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I like I like I him as love like, him. I agree. I like him. I enjoy him as like a more matured, seasoned uh, gentleman in his roles. Yeah. You know, definitely. Definitely big fan. I, Huge I fan. saw, I watched this uh, stupid movie on Netflix the other day. Uh, Ava, or, yeah, Ava with uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah, she plays like awful. a hitman. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> but Colin Farrell was in it and he was just a badass. I mean, like, that was the best part. Oh, also, um, what's his face? Um, being John Malkovich, he was in it too. PW. Yeah. Phone, phone booth. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I, I, I love phone booth. I I, I do. What? I know. I, I I like phone booth a lot. I think uh, I think it's it's cheesy and weird and and uh, has like this kind of really overly self righteous kind of thing going That's on. Fine. But, but but I thought I thought Colin Farrell was really good. He, and he does and he does all the heavy lifting in that film. Yeah, too, the rest so, yeah. the rest of even like I thought I thought Forrest Whitaker sucked and I he that's that's tough. Forrest Whitaker to suck, but. Um, Katie Holmes always Sutherland. sucks, but um, Kiefer Sutherland was kind of there, whatever. No, like the movie itself, again, it's it's insufferable. But uh, but I thought Colin Farrell was very good in it. I thought he did a Excellent. really nice job. Yeah. Excellent, yes. And 
Well, if we're going to talk Andrew. about cheesy movies with uh-huh. Colin Farrell, we, we we can't forget the Ben Affleck starring Daredevil. <laughs> I like him in that. He's bullseye. I think he. I think oh, he's, right. the only, he's bullseye. He's one of the. Re- I actually re- kind of enjoy him too. <laughs> I erase that from my memory. I just enjoy. Oh, I think I just enjoy Colin Farrell in general. I think okay. he's just a, okay. He's guys, an excellent guys. actor. But have you seen Horrible Bosses? Have you seen yeah. more? Oh, hyster- fuck. He is fucking awesome hyster- horrible. He is such a piece of shit. Asshole. I, I feel like he it, he kind of uh, took into that Tom Cruise lane from uh, yeah Tropic Th- from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. I he, he's great in that. Like I I think again he's another guy that we're talking about that hasn't had that breakout moment. He's done so much stuff and has made hey, so much creep, money. But- he hasn't. Although I I believe he won. Um, Best actor in a comedy at, at the Golden Gold, Globes. Golden Globes, for, right? For in yeah. Bruges. For in Bruges. Yeah, I yeah, had that pulled did, up. Um, in Bruges yeah. did uh, win some awards in some of those other you know other areas. It was nominated for an Oscar and Best Original Screenplay. Of course, um, it was for McDonough. He's such a yeah. good writer. Yeah, yeah. he's a beast. Um, it w- won the Golden Globe for. Uh, uh, yeah, Colin Farrell won that Golden Globe. Um, for best uh, actor in a comedy or musical, oddly enough, it's a comedy. It's definitely yeah. a comedy. It, it's it, the soundtrack and just like the setting. Again, going back to that, the city of Bruges. Like it's, <laughs> it's yeah. And Love AJ it. was was it uh, was it me that showed you that movie for the first time when you came down? It here was. It was. I saw it in yeah. Bruges for the first time at Marquis Townhouse in Charlotte, swinging yeah. on down to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was immediately smitten. I loved that movie. I thought it was so cool. Uh, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Like, I love the whole, like, it, like that, like I said earlier, that whole, the way they both reacted to being, like, exiled to, Br- to Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so awesome. I, was I just at, love uh... that whole thing. And I love that bonkers, like, scene with the midget and the, that in that apartment. Like, uh, cocaine. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. He gets his hands it's on like some coke. It's, like, yeah, totally the, bonkers, and I the, love actually love Ray Fiennes in it. He's just he's like he's, he's fantastic. So like, Everyone in that so, movie is great. He's so what's the word I'm looking for? He's like gleefully sinister. It's he's just insane. Like, yeah. Remember when he's screaming? Yeah. He's screaming at them, and and yeah. like he starts smashing shit. And his wife comes in. She's like, "You're smashing inanimate objects." He's like, "You're a fucking inanimate object." Yeah, <laughs> he is, is insane in that movie. Yes. And then as soon as he leaves the room, he's like, I'm sorry I called you a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> I did not mean that. I love you very much. Daddy's gotta go but, away for but a while. You can tell you can tell he's having like a, a great time in the role yeah. too. Like and then he's uh, embracing it, you know. When whenever he leaves a uh, note with the hotel clerk and uh, she reads it aloud later, or maybe Brendan Gleason reads it aloud later, but it's uh in Ralph Rafe finds voice. He's like, I told you I'd fucking phone you later. And you I told you to wait by the fucking phone. And weren't you fucking there? Where fucking were you? <laughs> it's He's such a brilliant me. movie. I mean, oh, like, awesome. do, I do you remember it. remember love the it. scene? Even like because Colin Farrell it, 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 he's so depressed being there he hates it yeah but then he's hanging out he, he's trying to embrace it and he goes and starts seeing some of the sites and i forget the pl- they're outside the place where the movie ends up ending like going up all the stairs right, you know, those, right. Those, those, those like three heavy is two girls and a guy and like they're, they're like heavy set and they're gonna like they're like oh we're gonna go up there and he's just like oh you can't do that 
Like, why not? He's like, because you're fucking elephants. <laughs> and, they, yeah. and they start, the guy starts chasing, starts them, chasing around. them around. Yeah. <laughs> he says, leave it, fatty. <laughs> yeah. It, Colin Farrell's all miserable. And the guy's like, how is it up there? And you're like, how's what? And the view. He's like, you ain't going to make it. And like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? It's all winding stairs and all that. You're fucking what elephants. What exactly are you saying? So, you're, so, saying you're fucking elephants. <laughs> when Marky and I watched that together, we was like hung over as hell, like from mm-hmm. the day before. I think it was, it was like it hit the spot, just yeah. hit the spot, just the right brand of humor. Oh, it's such uh, a good flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flick. Just, just everything that that movie did kind of worked, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and the performances were were spot on and hilarious. And I just, and I loved couple- it. There's a couple scenes, um, you know, we're talking about uh, Colin Farrell again. There's a couple scenes, you know, the whole movie, he's kind of like this happy-go-lucky younger guy, you know, is just wanting to drink and like go out and like right. kinda, he finds this girl that he fancies. <laughs> yeah. But there's a couple scenes where he like breaks down and shows like some real range as an actor. Like right. he's got some real chops on him. Um, and Brendan Gleeson, of course, and Ray Fiennes, they also have a, a couple moments where they can uh, stretch a little bit, but Colin Farrell, like, I think that may have been like the first movie I saw where I was like, hold up, like this guy isn't just this dork, you know, heartthrob kind of actor. It's almost like, you know, what movie was it for you when you first saw something from Matthew McConaughey that you're like, oh shit, like this dude's actually more than just yeah. a pretty face kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hasn't happened yet. No, <laughs> McConaughey. Come on, kidding. I'm kidding. The McConaissance? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> DP in Bruges, you a fan? Uh, I have not seen in Bruges, so oh, well, I'm glad I we didn't spoiler it too much for you. Right? We didn't spoiler it spoil it all, did we? Well, I don't think no. so. DP, have you seen? You've seen, you, you you said that you did see and very much enjoyed Three Billboards, right? Oh yes, very yeah. much. And Martin um, McDonough, Martin McDonough to TWs. Uh, I'm going to uh, hop on that. He's a beast. Yes, such a beast. Total so beast. I, so and that's the kind of guy that, like, you can tell me that he's got a movie out, and then I'm 100% in. Don't right. need to see a trailer. Don't need to know anything you about know, it. I just want to just go it. watch it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because by the way, I have not seen Seven Psychopaths, so I need to it's, see that. Out of the three, I think it's the lesser of the three, but it's sure. still it's still very very but enjoyable. He, Right, he penned it, so I think it's worth probably giving a. Uh, a, a oh, it's look. also uh, Sam Rockwell's got a big part in it, and Christopher and, Walken. And I'm a huge fan of Sam Rockwell. And um, Woody Harrelson is a good, great cast in that movie. Yeah, that's excellent. And Woody Harrelson also in another and, uh, big ton of film, there, Three Billboards. Yeah. Colin Farrell again. Actually, um, I think Seven Psychopaths, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, Marty McDonough was having a hard time thinking of his next movie after in Bruges. So the character okay. Colin Farrell in the movie is supposed to be like him trying to come up with an idea for his next movie. And then it's obviously just totally fictional after <laughs> that. But uh, Colin Farrell plays a Irish drunk writer trying to come up yeah. with a movie. Okay. You know who else is? I'm just looking in Seven Psychopaths. Uh, Michael Stuhlbarg. That's oh, my big boy. fan. Big fan. Big fan over yeah. here. A serious man. Yep. Larry Gopnik. That one, uh, Seven boy. Psychopaths, is a, a quite a bit more violent. Yeah. 
That makes sense based on the title, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so that, that was so any, that one was in get, Bruges. Yeah. Yes. Love that movie. Uh, DP, Huge I, fan. I actually thought you had seen that. I feel like we talked about it at one point. Mm, no. You gotta you gotta jump in and see that. Yeah. Yeah, because that that's a potential vault movie, DP. Just so yeah, you know, I, agree. Okay. I agree. I, agree. I, agree. I will one hundred percent throw my vote in for a vault. I would too. Count on that. So D, yeah, DP, we need you to confirm it. All right. All right so I'll, I'll uh, check it out. Backtrack, backtracking. What do we think about Memento in the vault? Agreed, dude. I told it's a number twenty-four on my top one hundred. Yeah, Just throw it in the vault. All, all in favor. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have we all seen Memento, and we all are in favor of the vault? Yes. All right. Hold on. Well, let me. I'm. Let, I'm in favor. Let me get an Excel spreadsheet going. Hold on. DP. DP's on the fence. Oh, DP. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm, uh, uh, not necessarily. I'm just trying to think. Like, DP. We haven't quite hashed out what the vault is going to be, how many it's going to hold. Okay, okay. That. That's so, true. That's so true. It's going to hold like, 69 well, films, DP. No, uh, are we, we going to go with 69? No, <laughs> it's many. Because it's a funny number. Because, because, guys, we've decided this podcast is going to go on until we're all dead, right? Right. So, well, you know, you know so what the thing is, more, like. I think Memento deserves it. It was like, because it was Christopher Nolan's, like, it was the film that sort of launched him. And because it's such a brilliantly structured film, I just, it deserves to be in our vault, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm right, not, I, I uh, like disagree. I said, I'm not against it. Yeah. But as much right. as you want to fight for that movie, I'm going to fight for the number 69 being <laughs> what we need to hey that, That's not happening. Hey, oh. All right. 420 then. No, no, I'm just saying, like, like I said, we're we're gonna be doing this podcast forever until we're and dead. We're gonna, so we don't want to put a cap. Yeah, we're gonna die way before Marky. So that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably gonna gonna be dead before the next podcast. But, but if we but put the, a cap on the number, it does make being in the vault that much more special. That's true. Sure, sure. But I mean, it, it's a bunker movie for me, so I I would vote for Memento all day, especially. It's a unique film. It's it's an innovative film. I think it's. I think you got to take that sort of stuff into account when you put stuff in the vault. Like, what do we have? Do we have anyone's arguing against it? Good. No, we (laughs) will have a vault episode soon, but we got to get through this episode first, and we have one more movie, right? Yes, DP. 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 Drop some science on us. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so my pick for Sundance is the movie that, uh, like, like it's it, it's my Garden State. It's it's that movie that I saw <laughs> at a point in my life that it just hit me just right, and I've been in love with it ever since. And that is the uh, 1994, written and directed by Kevin Smith, Clerks. Ah, this is. Hey-o. Just an all-time favorite of mine. Uh, like, said, like you, when you go back and watch it now, it's not the most amazingly made movie, but what it is is so impressive. Like this is a dude who just got together with his friends, scrounged together some money, and put together this film. And it, like for what it is, it is so goddamn impressive. And you know, I'm also kind of a just like a, a sucker for witty dialogue and you know snappy repartee that <laughs> like this movie's perfect for me and right. uh, yeah I, I love clerks so much 
I love Clerks too. Yeah, it's like I said, it's, the, the, it, and it, it's one of those ones that we love because it's just so goddamn quotable too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those it. ones. Hey, hey I, I want to buy some cigarettes. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, I want to buy some cigarettes. <laughs> Take out the skate store at the Hamel <laughs> and open the fucking store. So it's 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 a v- extremely quotable movie, which is is you know for us Sherry's, mm. it's yeah. it's a big deal quoting movies. Right. It's exactly. a, it's a pastime of ours quoting movies. Yeah. So and this is one of those one of the most quotable movies we've all ever seen, and we and we've quoted it so many times. Yeah. And it's just there's these no name actors, just mm-hmm. you know putting in you know yeoman's work just kicking ass in every scene mm-hmm. you know i loved it i love that i love clerks yeah there, there are a couple few people in that movie that play multiple roles like the like his friend walter who uh you know like i'm still kind of a fan of he he does a podcast that i listen to uh he had like five roles in that film he was like the dude looking at the eggs. He he was a guy <laughs> that was like super offended at the jizz mopper line, <laughs> you know. And uh, I think he was also the dude that said, "Oh, hey, cute cat, what's his name?" Annoying customer, <laughs> fucking dickhead. <laughs> it's just so fucking awesome. <laughs> That's again one of my favorite lines. Like one of the best scenes is when Randall's ordering all the porn. And yeah, the, and, the mother, and the mother, and the mother, the mother's crappy hero pup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's ordering all the porn, and he's like, "What was the one you wanted?" Oh yeah, yeah. happy scrappy hero pup. <laughs> and the and the little kids like happy scrappy hero. Pup. Yeah, I mean, my favorite scene for me, like anytime I watch it over and over again, is that scene with that like the older woman's in there, and she's you know. What is a? It's what's the name of the lead character? Is is that Dante, Dante the lead? Oh, Dante, Dante. Dante, yeah. yeah. And Dante. then and then the video store is Randall. Randall. Okay. Yeah. So remember Randall? <laughs> she starts asking him about the movies. What do you think about <laughs> these two movies? <laughs> oh, those suck. <laughs> those are the same two movies. <laughs> I don't appreciate your ruse. Yeah. My what? Your cunning attempt to trick me. <laughs> but remember, she storms out, and then he runs out the door, and he's just like, you "You're not around to run here." <laughs> and then Jay, Jay's out there. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." It's it's like because I worked because you guys, AJ especially, uh, worked at uh, at Blockbuster. I actually worked for like two years at a Suncoast video in the, in the Bronx that. Yeah. that was just yeah. like, buy, that wasn't rental. That was buying movies, but Oh my God, it was miserable. I felt like Randall all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck what anybody wanted to buy. Cause there were people that'd be like, Hey, would you suggest this movie? And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I find it best not to get involved with people's lives. <laughs> Well, what hey, about the, these two? Honestly, movies? honestly, the best line in the film is this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customer. Dude, I say that to this day. I say that all the time. This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Yeah. yeah. There's a, isn't there a scene where like 
Somebody comes up the counter. I forget what they're asking about. And Randall like sp- like spit like spits <laughs> spits his soda all over them. Or yeah, yeah, that's that that old guy. Remember, he's like talking about like what's going on in the newspaper. He's yeah. like this. Yeah. Something Can you about believe a bird. This. Yeah, and yeah like, something about a bird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I see you again, I'm gonna break your fucking face open. That guy, yeah, <laughs> that guy's brilliant. That guy, that was that dude has never been in a movie up until that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Actually, here's another 48 of the 50 people that were in that film had never worked on a film before. That. <laughs> what a shock! Yeah, Mark, it, Marky, it's all just his friends. Marky, what do you think of Clerks? Um, ashamedly, I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, the the uh, clerks, the first one's black and white, right? And yes, that's sir. uh, are they uh, they work at a video store? Is that right? Yeah, uh, video well, store, and, like, convenience, uh, convenience, convenience and, uh, store. Yeah. Okay, that's what because I've I've actually seen like uh, I've either seen all of it or at least a good chunk of uh, Clerks too because that one had Rosario Dawson in it, right? Yeah, in color. Yeah, and they worked yes. at the movies. Yeah. I yeah. refuse to see that. It's really? actually pretty good, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good. yeah I don't think that was bad. I was not a huge fan, but... And I've seen loads of other Kevin Smith movies, but I've never seen his first yeah, one. Because that, original. of course, is his first one, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is one. The, the budget for this movie was $27,000. <laughs> I, I thought you were about to say 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. he, like, he sold his comic book collection... And like maxed out his credit cards and got together twenty seven grand. So cool. And was able to make this movie, and it made like five million dollars in the box office. Yeah, and I would assume to this day because it's such a cult classic. I, I guarantee it made way more money over the next like fifteen yeah. years than it did. Yeah. Because people just fell in love with it, and then you know, once uh, Mallrats came out and Dogma and Chasing Amy, I'm mm-hmm. assuming Clerks probably blew up even more at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's the dream. That's the dream when you're Espe- especially chasing Amy. I think that one did quite well. Yes, because Mallrats yeah. was a bit of a flop, and then uh, when although Mallrats is fucking hallarious, oh, it's hilarious. I love, I love it. So it was Dogma, but it didn't do well. Dogmas came after Chasing Amy. That was great too. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Chasing Amy had uh, had Renee Zellweger, who uh, it's, or is it Joey? No, Lauren no, no, no. Adams. Joey, Joey Lauren. Lauren Adams. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, at that at that moment in time, she actually was she had a little momentum, so that mm-hmm. wouldn't have shocked me if that was part of why Chasing Amy was was good. Yeah, yeah. it did pretty well, I think. I don't you know guys, the numbers, uh, but did you ever see the the movie uh, Red State by Kevin Smith? Yes, that John Good awesome. John Goodman's fucking awesome in that. Michael I Parks, I forgot he was in that. Dude, yeah. Michael Parks is astonishing in Red State. I John love that John movie. Goodman is so criminally underrated. Have you ever uh have you guys ever seen that fucking movie with Denzel like Lebowski? Well I mean Lebowski. <laughs> but if you guys yeah, if you guys heard of Big Lebowski? Have you ever seen Flight with Denzel Washington? No. That oh, movie where no. he's a pilot and he he, mm-hmm. he gets and Denzel you know, like a drunk pilot or something. Yeah, but he he lands he lands the plane and then he's like a big hero. But then it turns out like oh wait he was shit faced when this happened. And uh, uh, John Goodman plays like his drug dealer in the movie. He's so fucking good. That dude is mm-hmm. another. We talk about it all the time. How many people are criminally underrated? John Goodman is criminally underrated. I know we're going yeah. very. I know we're going off the rails here, but let's go ahead and just steer it right into the woods. Um, you ever seen uh, Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Dude, John Goodman Ooh, is great. Powerhouse. That's that a movie. great flick. Yes. The 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 uh, 
the world of Cloverfield is stupid, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. Cloverfield Lane is a good movie. Yeah, I don't mind I Cloverfield. Like I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. entertaining. You yeah. know. Yeah, it kind of was right in the heart of like that found footage style movies were all yes. the rage. So, you know, it kind of got a bit well, overshadowed, I mean, like, but um, it was it was a fun movie. I enjoyed Cloverfield. There was uh, I just meant as far as like the because uh, then um, they yeah, because the... then there's another one after Cloverfield Lane too, right? Yes, it's like it's, yeah, it came out on Netflix, and there's like like a space station and. Um, yeah, like that, a parallel universe kind of thing, and that, right. that's what I mean. As far yeah, as that's when it like, totally went off the rails. So. Yeah, but no, Cloverfield Lane was great. If anyone's never yeah. seen that, that's that's and, a yeah, very surprising Goodman's movie. Amazing in that, and you can watch Cloverfield Lane without, uh, like me, didn't watch any of the other ones, and that one is a, a great standalone yeah. movie. Yeah, that's the other cool thing about those Cloverfield, like the first one and that one. They're both totally standalone. You don't need to see yeah. either one to enjoy them. So, but I w- I will say of all the movies we've discussed tonight, I, oh, yeah, I let's get say, back to Clerks. I will say I, that I steered that, that car into the cornfield pretty deep. It, Clerks is probably the most you know typical independent film, right? To come out, I mean, it, it, it's I mean, what it Sundance is, is about, you know. Right. Th- those total, were complete at the time. Yeah. The, the, these people were complete nobodies. Nobody knew who Kevin mm-hmm. Smith was, or yeah. or anybody was in the movie. That's like, a great like, pick, DP. Like, yeah, right with Whiplash. I mean, people knew who J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller were. I mean, like those movies were from established people. Clerks, those were nobodies. Nobody yeah. knew. Yeah. I mean, that is about the rawest form of independent film that there is, is right. Clerks. And, and doing a good job and then just setting up your career to be. And I, and I have to yeah. say for, 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 for like, yeah, for like a, um, you know, a debut film like that, it, I find Clerks still entertaining when I watch it. Oh, yeah. You know I what I mean? It. Oh, it's I don't, hysterical. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that it's aged well, but I just still find it endlessly entertaining. Yeah, because yeah. let's be honest, turn. Jay and Silent Bob are just always fucking fun to watch. <laughs> like, yeah, hilarious. What's up, sluts? Yeah, <laughs> I'll fuck like, anything that moves. <laughs> hey, do, do the do berserker. Do the berserker. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to making fuck berserker? Yeah. Did he say making fuck? I don't know, but that dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> Would you suck my cut berserker? Such a classic. It's such a classic. His, my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. <laughs> In a row? Mews. In a row? <laughs> yeah, Jason Muse. Jason yeah, Muse. He was, I love how that, like now he's like an actor because of Kevin Smith. I mean, he hasn't done yeah, like a whole, and that's one of whole those lot. Things. a lot of Kevin, Kevin Smith stuff, but right. Yeah, Kevin just knew Jason from like around town and thought he was kind of fucking funny and weird. So he just said, Hey, just kind of be yourself. (laughs) And he went out there. uh, Yeah. And then was himself and he became a gigantic star because of it. Zach and Miriam make a porno. Yeah. And then he actually, he's had a lot of personal issues jason yes, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah yeah i mean he Lots took that of, he took uh... that money and and mainlined that money mm-hmm. he, he uh oh he had lots of problems actually yeah. you bring up mark you bring up zach Camiri make a point uh-huh. like 
he when he did that movie that was after he had gotten clean after some okay some i was gonna say yeah i didn't i didn't know what you were talking about and like he seemed like kind of normal it, well, I mean, he, as an actor he, he had done some stints of rehab and then actually if you notice mm-hmm. in zach and miri make a porno he's in really good shape for that movie because he he'd gotten out of rehab and it was clean and and you know got into health and fitness and i i don't know what he's done since then but uh yeah he had, he had he struggled he struggled yeah. hard with uh with 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 uh with the i mean it was a little bit of celebrity that he had and made some money and kind of like, took like the uh steve-o approach to life exactly well, but yeah like he had gotten clean i don't at one point no, he was, I, I can he was sleeping this. on kevin smith's couch i mean yeah i can tell you this over these past few years not to promote other podcasts because really only listen to ours right but there's been a podcast jay and silent bob get old where it is just jay coming out and talking about his sobriety and kind of oh wow like doing a podcast every week to like check in and say hey are you still sober and he's like yeah i'm still sober it's been this many days and Mm -hmm. they just you know talk and shoot the shit but yeah there have been six seven years now i've been listening to that podcast so But yeah, Wait, he's, so he's doing just... great now. He's got a he's got a little he's got a daughter. He's married. He's you know straightened out his life and is doing great now. Mm-hmm. So so is that podcast uh, just Jason Mewes and guests, or is it Kevin Smith? And it's Jason uh, Mewes? Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Kevin does lots of podcasts. Like yeah, that's what that's, I got the he impression. Didn't do ours, but <laughs> yeah, he's but, uh, yeah. that guy's oh, amazing. How amazing would that have been? Never stopped talking. Yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> one of these days it's all, it's all you can do dp it's all yeah. you can do. but honestly to, to that point i feel like yeah that clerks is what sundance is all about Big 27 time. grand you're right right put together and then you know made five million off it and then made some other fucking hilarious films and yeah you know um you know well respected well respected by the way because the i've walls. been Oh, <laughs> Tusk. Yeah, that, Tusk. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an odd one. But because I've been harassing him on Instagram, he just posted a picture on Instagram of his now completed script for desist. Clerks 3. Oh. <laughs> no, he, re- he wrote a script for Clerks 3. They're going to start shooting it like uh, oh, wow. in a couple months. So, Oh, my God, no. <laughs> no. Well, I hate it for you guys. I mean, I, some of you guys. Like I said, like I, I enjoyed Clerks too, but I, I, Clerks I, I don't great. have an attachment yeah. to Clerks I, One. I like hate Clerks too. I've never seen it. Oh, I refuse. Great. I refuse. Yeah, it, I like it's like it. one. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I, why? The same reason I refuse to see Super Troopers too, because I don't want the first one to be ruined in my eyes. Agreed. One hundred percent agree. I've watched Super Troopers too. I have not, but it's not because I won't. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I liked it. It's not. Right, it's great. Yeah. Just, just try to think of it as, I don't know. Distance yourself from it if you can, because it is not as good as the first one. It, but it's not going to tarnish your feelings for the first one. It yeah. might. It might. <laughs> there are parts of it though that are original. Will Sasso's in it, and um, the yeah. guy from um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. What's his name? Um, Tyler Levine. Yes, he's in it. They play these Canadians. <laughs> it's hilarious. But so, because like, put it this way, like uh, my younger brother, not nearly as good as my older brother, but it didn't make me like my older brother any less. So, <laughs> yes, 
You know, I, I like just because something else at. comes along, it isn't as good. Doesn't yeah. mean the first one's bad now. You know, I but I do it understand your feelings. I no, do that's, understand. That's not true. I do understand the yeah, attachment. I know. I, it's, I know you guys both suck. Is really what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> no, you clearly like me better. I mean, let, let's really. That's not true. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> All right, so so clerks, uh, let's wrap this up. Clerks was no, we went awesome. way off the rails. Holy oh yeah, no, no, what, you know a what, shock. what happened? No, but <laughs> we honestly, clerks, 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 <laughs> clerks is it's like the epitome of a cult, cult classic, and it's I'll forever love it. So I'll end it on that. Yeah. So clerks, any like final. Any Sorry, final thoughts on like the Sundance Sundance films or the festival or anything yeah, anybody wants to get off the chest? Chat. Oh, TW, you got one? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say AJ. I, I'm actually I, I was looking into it too. I'm really interested in that in that weekend uh, watching some of those movies because um, yeah, that's actually the weekend before I, I move and I'm on vacation the following week, so. That weekend's going to be fucking nuts, but I would love to spend at least a night or two just watching some of those. And I, I need to, I, I brought up the website the other day and I want to see like what the options are. I want to look a little more into it, but dude, it sounds really cool to kind of just chill at home and watch the fucking Sundance Film Festival. I think that's a really cool idea. <clears throat> and I think I can actually stream it on my PlayStation. If not, I know I can do it here on my laptop, but to just chill that weekend and watch some fucking independent movies. I, I don't know if this was ever an option in the past. I doubt it was. Obviously everything has changed in our lives in the last year. Um, what I, I don't, again, I could look into it. I don't know if it's ever been an option to just watch the Sundance film festival, like virtually. I don't know if that's ever been a thing Probably before, not. but it sounds fucking great. And uh, that's something I'm definitely going to so, look into. It's only a couple of weeks away, sun, so right. Festival.sundance.org. Yep. You can create a free account, and it gives you like um, a handful of different options to be able to view uh, films premiering on Sundance with for different price ranges. So whatever your appetite is for spending for that, you know, maybe look into it. There's like twenty five bucks up to like three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, I, 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 I could probably only, you know, do the first couple nights because, like I said, I'm moving that weekend and week. So, um, right. But like, I mean, but like they like I, we talked about earlier, normally the the early ones are the ones you want to see anyway. So, yeah. And how cool how cool would it be to see like something at Sundance? And then just see some, how it explodes through right. the year. Like, yeah, I just really think great. that's the that's the coolest part of it. I think. Yeah. For me. Oh, and um, so you were saying, right, TW, that Whiplash was one that was uh, showcased at the the front end. It was the first one shown in 2014. So, like, yeah, yeah it was imagine, like the mid the midnight showing, right? Right. Imagine seeing a film at the front of a Sundance and. I mean, because all the movies that we're talking about tonight have been standout fucking films. Right. Just to see a movie without... One of my favorite things about movies is just that the going in blind when you find a fantastic film that you don't know anything about. Yes, be, agreed. To, to be able to see that, you know, it's... It, it, the great thing about movies is that we keep getting uh, 
you can get that feeling again and again. So to, yeah, to be able to hit that, maybe that's what Sundance is. It's just like the. Drug. I feel like Sundance is like that, like you're getting in on the ground floor sort of feeling. Yeah. Sundance, and Sundance, that's what I love. Yeah. yeah, Sundance is the epitome of why all four of us love movies. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it, it's like that that ground floor movie that you know people just bust their balls to make just to get to Sundance so they can make money off of it. And these big production companies can see the brilliance. I mean, it, it is, it is, it is the movie industry in its raw is form. Like that, that's, hey, that's why I love Sundance. TW offline. Let me know what you, what you're going to watch. And I'll, I'll jump in on that too. We can, okay. Okay. We can definitely discuss. Like I, I, I definitely want to screen some of these. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a great time. Like I, I, yeah. I I've never done it. And the fact that they do it virtually makes it kind of an interesting uh, take this year. So, right. That's what I mean. I don't think it's ever been, I don't know. Maybe it's never been done virtually. Maybe, maybe there was an option in the past, but obviously it's the only option right now. Yeah. Uh, now right. Marky or DP uh, again, Marky, I, I know your time is very limited, um, but if you, if you're interested in DP, if you're, if you're interested, and DP. It starts the uh, the twenty eighth of January, twenty okay. eighth. So, and um, that is a uh, third. I want to say it's a uh, hold on. What's today? It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Thursday yeah. at midnight. I mean, and I would gladly take for, the next day off of work. I really would, goes on so. for five days. Yeah, because then I'm off the whole entire next week of work. I would love to take the. It ends on the third, Marky. So Wednesday. Okay, wow. You know, so, um, basically a week. You know. Imagine, kind of cool. imagine being someone like Andrew Harvey, where you could just uh, your job was to go to Salt Lake City, Utah, for five days and just watch movies. Dude, why are you rubbing it in? Why why are you rubbing <laughs> it in right now? Like it's like the greatest I'm thing j- ever. I'm jelly. Like- <laughs> hey, you know what? TW, we're gonna like we're gonna pretend we're Andrew Harvey. We're gonna view Sundance yeah. films. Yeah, and, and, and we'll decide which ones we'd want to buy. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. because because do. DP one day one day this this movie council will have like millions of dollars and we'll 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 buy fucking movies at Sundance. That's gonna right. happen. That's gonna happen. We're gonna buy the next what we do in the shadows when those poor bastards. Oh, are sitting there. what are the odds that that movie would have gotten by the four of us? Oh what the God. fuck are the odds? Are you kidding me? Dude, that that movie hit me on so many levels the first time I watched I, it. I, like, I, I, I almost I almost puked my brains out watching that movie. Well, it was so it was hilarious, hysterical. But Andrew was saying, you know, he's like he was from what he told us, you know, he was he was telling uh, his company like we got to get this, and he was kicking himself for not pushing for it more. Right. But you, I right. guess I could, I could kind of see that, you know, if like you're like, oh, man, this movie's great. And everyone around you is like, eh, you're like, well, am there's I retarded no for shot, thinking it's not that? No, you know? there's no shot in hell a movie like that would have gotten by all four of us. No fucking yeah. way. So. But um, AJ. Um, so, yeah, I think that yeah. wraps up um, um, uh, Sundance night. So. Yeah, let's call let's call Sundance uh, night at, a night. AJ, great, great topic. I love it. And especially it's topical because we're going into Sundance and yeah, we're going to have to make some decisions in the next uh, couple of weeks of how we're going to see some of these movies. I definitely want to do it. Um, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And it's, right? I mean, it's one of, it's one of the only good things that have happened to this year is that we can do Sundance uh, virtually. 
be a lot of fun. Um, like I said, let me know if you're gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'll jump. I'm gonna jump in on some yeah, viewings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look more this weekend and see, see what I'm gonna do. But uh, yeah. So I think, by the way, uh, for next week, I think technically DP is next. DP's on the clock. Yeah. I what? think so. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. DP, uh, think about some shit. Uh, uh, let us know by the end of the weekend. You got 48 hours. Let us know what you want to do for next week. And uh, before yeah, we call yeah. it, you have till sundown. Yeah. Yeah. You better call me by sundown. Um, <laughs> uh, so, guys, before we before we call it an evening, do we get anything else? Any, anybody get any anything that's um, in the chamber? Yeah, Mark, well, you know, always. See. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Well, no, 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 no. No, I can't. Uh, I can't not say something. Um, but what I did want to mention earlier when we were talking about Sundance, um, and then TW went on to say that he wants to view some this year. I want to look into what it takes to submit a film into Sundance Ooh. and see what we can do about scraping together a few bucks. Wait, you want to make a movie, Marky? Why not? I mean, we only watch a shit ton of movies. Why can't did, we just... Uh, TP put a bookmark there. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't no, 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 we... no, 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 no. I, 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 want, I, want to, I want to dive into this for a few minutes. Why can't we... I mean, because they, they debut some uh, short films at Sundance as well, right? Why can't we make a small one? Shorts are a very viable um, uh, medium. Yeah. So you want to make a movie. I'm just spitting the idea. So, but, but who's going to act? Like, we're going to be the actors? Uh, not necessarily, but it would be funny. But no, yeah, let's talk about it off camera, off, okay. off mic. All right, no, Marky, just so you know, love it, love <laughs> everything <laughs> you're saying right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with that idea because I, you, you know, me, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't lack for confidence, so I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think we can, we well, can that's that. true. Thank you, AJ. I mean, there was only a, a slight level of shittiness to that. So I do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So let's call it for the night. DP, you're on the clock, brother. I right? am. You figure your shit out for next week. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, I can figure it out right now. For next week, please send us an email. Uh, we are moviecouncilpod at gmail. <laughs> and uh, send us some messages on Instagram, movie council, at moviecouncilpod on Instagram. So. Make my job easier for me. Send me tons of messages. So I don't oh, know. and what about Facebook? What about Facebook? Deep? Yeah, oh, yeah, we have a new Facebook, our Facebook group. That's right. Yeah. At Movie Council Pod on the, the Facebook as well. So, yeah. Yeah. We me up. C- give me some stuff to do because I don't feel like doing any work. Yeah. We've had a couple hundred followers already in the last uh, last couple of weeks since we since we got it. So, uh, yeah, I saw like I saw like 81 or 82 like likes or follows. On, yeah, on yeah, we're, so we're, we're working cool. our way. We're working our way there. So uh, I think uh, that's probably the best um, social media for us is Facebook, I think. Oh, I think it's working. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter right in its face. I've said that over okay. and over again. Fuck Get Twitter fuck and Jack Twitter. Dorsey. Go fuck yourselves. Okay. Cesspool. Anyways, let's call it an evening. Uh, let's go to the after party. Boys. Um, 
Great job again, everybody. Yeah, thank so, you uh, guys for yeah. bringing, bringing it to the table for Sundance. Yeah, AJ, uh, great topic. Guys, way to do your fucking homework. Love it. And uh, we'll be back next week. It'll be DP's, uh, it'll be DP's turn. It'll be a lot of fun, like always. Uh, so for me, T-Dubs, AJ, DP, Marky, we're going to call it an evening. We'll talk to you in a week. Good night. Good night. Night, night. I'll just say this. I don't think we're sexist. I just think she was probably like PMSing when she wrote this. (laughs) Yeah, that's usually the case. I mean, you know. The movie council is adjourned.